Blog Talk Radio. Kia ora and welcome to the Have to Travel Show. I am your host, Helen Browns from Cruise Planners, and it is my pleasure and privilege today to bring with to have a guest on my show, Sandra Marshall from Viking River Cruises. Sandra, welcome to the show, and I am so glad that you are able to join us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you. Excellent. Now, the show, I must let our listeners know the show is being pre recorded, so you will not be able to ask any questions live. But if you have any questions, please feel free to go to connectwithhelen.com and set up an appointment time, and we will be able to answer your questions about river cruises there. Or you can go to our Facebook fan page, Have to Cruise, and from there you can ask your questions there as well. So, Sandra, river cruising, I have done one river cruise before. Um, and absolutely adored it. But we've got a lot of people out there who do a lot of ocean cruising, or they may be thinking about cruising, but they're not sure about the ocean, they're not sure about the river. So what are some of the differences they will experience between a river cruise and an ocean cruise? Well, let me just start off by saying the the appeal of cruising, whether it be ocean cruising or river cruising, is that you can unpack once. It's your floating um, hotel, basically, and you can go from destination to destination. And I really think that's probably where river cruising um, takes that concept and even, you know, expands on it. Because one of the things I always mm-hmm. tell people that I love about river cruising is that we not only can take you to these places, um, but we can get you right into the heart of the destination. Now, if you think about some of the great cities, particularly in Europe, you know, the Vienna, the Amsterdam, the Budapest, they were built along the rivers because the rivers were the highways of the old world, you know. And and so mm-hmm. that is where civilizations developed. And so we're really tracing kind of these old world highways and, and really getting into these cities and towns and villages and getting right into the nitty-gritty. And, um, you know, the size of the river ships are intimate. So we can get into these places that the ocean cruisers can't get to. Absolutely, and that's one thing I liked about the river cruising. And the other thing I liked about it too is that there wasn't a, there wasn't any motion on the boat. Yeah, Whereas and that's you get that's motion a, with sea swells and that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of times what turns people off to ocean cruising is that they're worried that they're going to get seasick. And of course, because you're on the rivers and there's no motion really, to speak of at all, mm-hmm. you know, even those people that think, oh, I'm not a cruiser, are happy to go on a river cruise and have a great, and end up having a great time. One thing I liked about it is how peaceful it was. I mean, you're sitting up there in the lounge area on the river on the river boat, and you're just floating down this river, and there's this gorgeous scenery that's just, I mean, you feel like it's floating by you when you're the one moving down the river. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's so and peaceful you know, and beautiful. It is. It's beautiful, it's peaceful. I always tell people, you know, the river cruise really allows you to see destinations up close. You're seeing it on both sides of the ship. You know, um, it's not like Mm -hmm. ocean cruise where you're out there, blue water, blue water, blue water. This is, you know, you're seeing villages on one side, vineyards on one side, castles on one side. I mean, you know, depending on where you're cruising, the scenery is ever-changing. And I truly think, you know, we always say that environment is part of the experience. What's outside is really part of the experience. And, And I think that's truly the case when you're river cruising. Oh, Absolutely. 
and one of the, oh, one of the most amazing things that I the most amazing experiences we had on the river cruise is going through the locks. Those things are, I mean, I'm not an engineering person in any in any way, shape, or form, and but that was quite fascinating going through the locks and how big they make those ships because I know they're going to make the ships a certain size to go through the locks, but how much actual I mean, you got like an inch clearance on each side of the boat towards the lock walls. That was just kind of like. Wow, this is like precision steering. <laughs> it, it is, right? It, it is. And, you know, I mean, we all have to work within those parameters. You know, it's it's like a they, they say the lock is this big, so your ship has to be, you know, be able to fit in that little rectangular, you know, space, basically. So, <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that was that one just got me, and I was sort of like, wow, that's, um, that's pretty impressive. And then um, <laughs> on the riverboat that I was on, um, which unfortunately at the time was not Viking. We're going to correct that one at some time, at some point. Yes, we are. But um, <laughs> we were up in the we <laughs> we got to do a tour of the wheelhouse, which was cool. And what amazed me is how quiet it was in the wheelhouse. And we're sitting there, and we had this 360 degree view around us, and it was just absolutely fascinating. And we were asking the captain, you know, you're on this side of the river now. You've moved over this side. How do you know how to do that? And he was telling us what to look for in the river as well as the lights. They have, they have like traffic lights down the river that shows them that don't go over this side today, you've got to go over this side because it's deeper over here and that sort of thing. And then we're sitting there and all of a sudden you're hearing this beep, beep, beep. And all of a sudden we're lowering, the wheelhouse is lowering down to the boat so they can go under the bridge. So that's right. pretty cool. And then after, yeah. after a couple of bridges we hear the beep, beep, beep as we come rising up in the world again. <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, it's really a great experience. If you're interested, like you said, you don't have to be an engineer to even be interested in all no, the mechanics and all the fundamentals that go into river cruising. It is very exciting, I find. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, so we're going to talk about some of the itineraries that um, Viking has, and you guys have a lot of itineraries and a lot of ships. Um, and you have some beautiful new ships that have just come out as well. And um, But we're going to talk about, like, the Rhine Getaway. Um, this is one where you get to see, where you talk about the castles along there. So lead us through the Rhine Getaway. What's that itinerary like, and what are some of the experiences that we can have along there? Sure. So when we're talking about river cruising, one of the questions I often get from consumers, from people that are interested is, you know what, um, what would you recommend for for me, I've never done a river cruise. What river should I look at? And I always talk about the Rhine. The Rhine and the Danube are probably the two, two most popular. But the Rhine offers, as you mentioned, you know, the castles along the middle Rhine, the stretch of the Rhine, where you can see them off into the hillsides and, and such. And so sometimes people are familiar with that. And if that's what you're interested in, definitely take a look at the Rhine. The Rhine Getaway, um, Amsterdam in the Netherlands, and it's an eight-day mm-hmm. cruise. You end up in Basel, Switzerland. So, and you can go in either direction. Um, it's up to to your choice. But one of the things I love about Amsterdam is, you know, there are world-class museums in Amsterdam. And I find that um, if you are interested at all in that, I would highly recommend that you um, stay a little bit longer or or come in a couple of days before the cruise because it's just a great town, a great city. There's so much to do and see. So we start off in Amsterdam. Um, we'll, we'll do kind of a walk around of, this, of the town. And then um, on day two, we will take you to a town called Kinderdijk. And, you know, the Netherlands are known for their windmills. 
And Kinderdijk is mm-hmm. a UNESCO site where you can actually walk into um, some of these windmills that are still working, that are still operating. And um, really, we were talking about engineering feats with the locks and the bridges and the wheelhouse going down. But, you know, you walk into a windmill and you feel, you know, this, the, 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 you can hear it working, you can see it working, and then you walk up these stairs to the top and, and see it from inside the windmill. It's pretty amazing. So um, you have a great opportunity to see those windmills up close. And then this cruise continues on and heads into Germany. And so um, one of the, the best cities in Germany is Cologne. Cologne's a big city, lots of great things to see and do. Uh, I think Cologne's most fa- famous for its um, Gothic cathedral, um, they call the Dom. And um, mm-hmm. there's great shopping. There's lots of department stores. So Cologne, to me, has the best of a great little town area where you can walk and explore, but then has a big city uh, feel where you can actually do some really good shopping if that's what you're into. The Chocolate Museum is there as well. So there's something for chocolate everyone. Museum? I know, right? I'm putting that one down. Cologne Chocolate Museum. I don't want to go from Cologne except I'm, I'm a big chocoholic. <laughs> and then the other thing that um, is, uh, Cologne is known for is Kolsch beer. So we do actually do a little sampling of the local breweries while we're there. Why not, right? German beer, brewers are world famous. So you you get a little bit of uh, Rhine wines as well as uh, some of the German beers on this cruise if you're interested. And then from Cologne, you head into um, Koblenz. And Koblenz has uh, this famous Marksburg Castle that you can actually walk into. And and our excursion is uh, a tour of this castle. And it's pretty amazing because it's one of the few castles that you can still walk through and see how people lived in the castles. There are rooms where they have recreated, you know, how the kitchen was set up. They have all the different types of armors throughout the years. Um, there's an interesting basement that has um, the torture devices that were used in those time periods. So it's a, a real Oh, that would be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really kind of crazy. You know, we think uh, we're worried about violence on TV. I mean, it, it was, it's tame compared to what they used to do back in the days, you know? <laughs> So then we get into, we do a little bit of cruising on the Rhine, um, the, the middle Rhine area, and it's great because there's narration, and so they'll talk about what you're seeing, the different castles, the different areas that we're cruising through. And then we do um, arrive in Rudesheim, and Rudesheim is a great little town because what's nice about this town is they have this main area that's a pedestrian walking area, so you don't have to worry about, you know, um, are there cars coming, which way do I need to look to cross the street? You can just walk and Explore at your leisure and and not worry about you know the traffic at all. And uh, we also on that day head into um, Heidelberg. And Heidelberg, I think everyone knows as a great university city. Heidelberg is the oldest university in um, Germany. I think it was founded in 1380s, something like that. And so um, we'll go explore Heidelberg. I'm sorry. What was that? 1386, I've got it up on the screen in front of me as, a, as we're going oh, down the Oh, you do? Oh, good for you. Good for mm-hmm. you. Um, and then uh, there is Heidelberg Castle, and what's lovely about Heidelberg Castle is it's up on the um, hillsides of Heidelberg. So when you go up there, you get a great view of the Rhine River and Heidelberg down below the city, and um, 
then you have some free time to walk around and explore Old Town. And again, Heidelberg's easy to walk around. Don't, you know, people sometimes say, well, what if I get lost? You're not going to get lost. You just, you know, it's it's easy, great shop. To the like little place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? And then let's see, from Heidelberg, we will go into France. And we will visit Strasbourg, France. And France... Um, this area of France is the Alsace region, so the cuisine is very different than, you know, if you've been to Paris or the south of France, and um, it's a great opportunity to maybe try some of this Alsatian cuisine. Um, the European Parliament is here. Again, Strasbourg has a great, is a big university town as well. There's a, a lovely um, half-timbered buildings, a lot of different Art Nouveau style architecture, so um, great, uh, interesting, and very different than other areas of France that people may have visited. After Strasbourg, mm-hmm. France, we will head back into Germany and we'll go to Breisach, which is actually kind of the um, entry into the Black Forest region of Germany. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. are familiar with the Black Forest region. Very scenic when you're when you're driving through this area because we will take a um, motor coach tour into the Black Forest, and um, they're known for cuckoo clocks, so we'll go over and see um, a demonstration of cuckoo Ooh. clock making. I know. And Helen, I've always wanted a good one of those. Well, you yeah. know, it's funny because people end up buying, you know, they, they were like, oh, my gosh, I ended up buying this big cuckoo clock, and I had no intention of doing it, you know, but it, it's nice because, you know, you get to see where it was made, and then, of course, they'll ship it. So, you know, no worries about that. Oh, cool. We don't have to worry about making it. Yay, thank goodness. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And the other thing is, you know, you have to try Black Forest cake when you're in Black Forest region. So, you know, you get to try Black Forest cake as well. (laughs) Right? And, of course, it's very heavy on chocolate and Black Forest cake. So we're good. (laughs) Yes, it is. It is. Um, And then we'll head into uh, Basel, Switzerland. And, um, of course, Switzerland's a great country. Um, you can stay on in Basel if you want to. We also have extensions in Lucerne if people want to go uh, farther into Lake Lucerne and see the, def- the, um, the chapel bridge that Lucerne is known for. So a lot of different options if, pe- if people want to fly in early, stay a little bit later. So that's the Rhine getaway. Again, it's eight days. And we offer that cruise pretty much from March through December. And I know sometimes people say December, but I'm telling you, if you want to go see the Christmas market, it's a great <gasps> place to go. Yeah. yeah. So. I did the Christmas markets on the next itinerary that we're going to talk about on the Romantic Danube that goes Budapest um, to Nuremberg. But we yes. did the reverse. We went. Um, we actually spent two nights in Prague, then came down to mm-hmm. Nuremberg and floated down to Budapest. Oh, my gosh, Budapest was amazing. I actually got to spend three nights there because our airline miles were blacked out for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so we unfortunately had to spend an extra three days in Budapest. Oh, bummer. (laughs) I know, and it was during the Christmas markets. So I would have to say my favorite time was going down in the evenings to the Christmas markets. And if you get to go to to Europe in December, yes, it is cold, just wear layers. Um, but the cool part is that you go down in the evenings to the Christmas markets, and that's when all the locals are there, and there's a lot more Christmas market stalls that are now open because they only open in the evening when the when the locals are there. And the community feel that you get down there, the aromas of this beautifully cooked 
food that tastes amazing is, I mean, it's a great place to go for dinner in the evenings. And we did that the three nights we were in Budapest. We'd walk down to the market and hang out with the locals. And, had, and there was only one night I had trouble with language. And some lady came up to me and said, oh, excuse me. She said, I see you're having some problem. I speak both languages. I said, well, I just need to know if there's onions in this burger because I'm allergic to onions. And so she translated. They made the burger without the onions. And I had this great meal. So it was <laughs> awesome. You know, and I have to agree. I know you said saying, you know, if you're going to go in December, it's cold, but you wear layers. But the magical feeling and the community warmth you feel when you're walking through the Christmas oh. markets is is priceless. And and you know, I, I I live in Southern California, and I flew back into LAX, and even. Once I landed at LAX, it wasn't even as festive as the airports in, in Germany. You know, I mean, it just was not. I mm-hmm. came home and I was kind of let down. Yep. <laughs> so holiday-ish there. And as you said, um, you know, there, there's just such great food and great smells. And a little glue vine will keep you warm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't like right? the glue vine very much. <laughs> but, I, but I did get the souvenir mugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right. So um, let's talk about the Danube River Cruises since we we kind of led into that. And, and as you mentioned, mm-hmm. Helen, you can do the extensions in Prague, which a lot of people do. I find Prague to be an amazing city. Um, so definitely if you your time and budget allows, I would stay a couple nights in Prague before getting on the cruise ship. But then the cruise actually starts in Nuremberg, Germany. And Nuremberg, they say, has the largest um, Christmas market in Germany. So if you're going at Christmas market time, you might want to definitely consider this itinerary. Um, if you're not going at Christmas market time, of course, Nuremberg has a lot of the World War II history. If you're interested in that, as well as Nuremberg Castle, there are lots to see and do in Nuremberg as well. From Nuremberg, we overnight there. And then we'll do a cruise through the Mine Danube Canal. And really... The engineering marvel that this canal is is what truly has allowed us to do as much river cruising as we are able to do. You know, basically we can go from the North Sea to the Black Sea because of this. So um, it's truly an engineering marvel um, that you can explore. And then we do head into Regensburg and Kelheim on day three. And those are two great little towns. You can do the walking tours. You can do a optional uh, Narrows extension if you want to, or an excursion, excuse me. We also go over to Waltenburg Abbey. Um, again, great scenic cruising. And then we arrive into Passau. And Passau is almost to the border of Austria. Great little uh, town. It's kind of on a, uh, it's not quite an island, it's, it, but it, ha- it, it has three different rivers on each side of it. And there's this great St. Stephen's Cathedral where um, if you're there from May through September, they do a private organ concert on this phenomenal pipe organ that's there. I think they say it's the largest one in Europe as well. And um, again, great little place to walk around, easy to walk around and explore as much as you want to. Incidentally, my favorite wine shop is in Passau, so uh, you know, take a look at that <laughs> little place. <laughs> Um, There's some great wines to be had on the Danube and the Rhine. (laughs) I know, right? Um, We don't charge a corkage fee either, so you can buy, you know, some of the local wineries or the local beers and and bring it on board with no problem. So, um, 
Anyway, so we're in Passau. We're heading out into Austria now. And Austria, we do a lot of cruising along this Wachau Valley, which is the wine region, wine-producing region of Austria. Um, very scenic cruising, as well as um, the vineyards. You will also see stone fruit, like apricots and peaches. Um, so sometimes if you're oh, cruising at the right peaches. time of the year, yeah, yeah, me too. You'll see the blossoms, and then you can also have apricot brandy if you're into things like that. So um, that's into Austria. We get to Melk. Melk's a small town where there is this amazing Benedictine Abbey that we will visit. Um, beautiful frescoes. It's an amazing library. Um, you know, Helen, you must have gone here too, right? To the unfortunately to the, on the day that we were in Melk, I was recovering on the ship because I actually got sick the day that we oh, were no. in Ravensbrück, so I missed that one and I ended up missing Passau as well and um, because I was confined to my cabin because I was sick on the on the boat um, but oh, when we no. went to Melk, I still wasn't up to getting out and walking but my husband went into town um, along with um, another couple and he made sure that I got my fridge magnets and my postcards of Melk <laughs> <laughs> Important thing. So I, I really want to go back so I can go and see because Ravensburg, I really wanted to see that because the one thing that struck me about Ra- uh, Ravensburg was that it was untouched during World War Two. Yet just down the river, you had Nuremberg that was almost completely flattened during yeah. World War Two, um, yeah. and there was just you know there's not a lot of distance between them when you think about it. Yet one mm-hmm. town was almost flattened, and on our tour in Nuremberg, they actually showed us photographs. This is what it looked like. Um, after the Allies had bombed Nuremberg, and see that yellow, little yellow, I still remember, this, see that little yellow house there? And we're like, yeah, because here it is in the photograph, and we're like, oh my gosh, everything around it was flat, and this little yellow house, or this little yes. yellow building was still standing. Yep, and he pointed exactly. out, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And then you get into Regensburg, and nothing was touched. I'm no, like, wow. I know. And, but unfortunately, I couldn't enjoy it that day, because I was sick. So, But that's yes. okay. It was still a great yeah, adventure. Next time. There's, there's the next time. Next yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, from now we'll do some cruising, and then we will arrive in Vienna. And Vienna, oh my goodness, it's oh, the yeah. imperial capital. It's just an amazing city. Um, I think Budapest is probably my favorite city on this itinerary, but Vienna is very, very close. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone knows Vienna is the capital. It's got that real capital feeling to it, but... Again, lots of interesting things to see and do in Vienna. And we do actually end up overnighting here. So it's um, it's a oh, great cool. amount of time for you to explore. Um, there's an evening classical concert if some people want to do that, that they can attend as well. But the included tour is a panoramic city tour. Um, we go uh, explore St. Stephen's Cathedral. Um, you know what we we've done as well. Um, There's a concierge on board all of our ships, and one time when I was in Vienna, I wanted to go see the Lippers Honor Stallions, which is not part of the included uh, excursion. So I went over Mm -hmm. to the concierge on the ship, and I said, you know what, do you think you could get us some tickets? And sure enough, she did, and so we went over to see the Stallions in their practice ring, and so that was kind of fun. So there's lots of things to do in Vienna, Um, and, and definitely, if you're cruising on one of our uh, ships in Europe take advantage of the, the services of the concierge because they can do um, different things like that. They can secure tickets for shows or sporting events mm-hmm. or um, make reservations at restaurants if you want to do something in addition to the excursions that are included. Yep. Okay, so then they we're in awesome. Vienna. I'm sorry? 
I said they're also in the cruise the cruise concierges. Yes, absolutely. They do they do a lot of work for everybody on the on the ship and um sometimes you think, you know, I don't know if I can do this but I'll ask anyone and they do it and you're like, Wow <laughs> Right. I know. It never hurts hurts to ask, right? Yes, if you're not sure, ask. You never right. know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And then um, we do arrive on day seven into Budapest. Uh, Again, we are overnighting in this great city, so you have plenty of time to explore. Um, We do a city tour where we take you on both sides of of the city. Buda is on one side of the river and Pest is on the other. We'll go up to the castle district to Fisherman's Bastion. Oh, my goodness. I think the architecture in Budapest is amazing, but this is truly one of the cities. What I love that I mean, why I love that we overnight here is it's truly a beautiful city at night. Everything is lighted up, the bridges, the parliament building. It is truly gorgeous in the evening as well. So it's so great that you're able to overnight there and see it in all its glory at night. And then um, the next day you do disembark the ship and head home unless you maybe extend your vacation in Budapest for a few days. So those are the two, the romantic Danube and the Rhine getaway our two most popular kind of first-timer cruises, if you will. One thing I liked about Budapest is when we came in in the morning of that first day we were in Budapest is that we're coming down the river and it was all fogged over. And you would get mm-hmm. little glimpses as, as the fog would clear in different places. And then we saw this most magnificent building. I thought, wow, that's an amazing palace. That just looks incredible. And I found out it was their parliament buildings. I was like, Truly. whoa. <laughs> Right? I mean, it yeah, does and the, look the thing like, that come out of the fog was like, wow. <laughs> That's magical. That was, yeah. it was just, my first impression of Budapest was seeing the parliament buildings that I thought was a castle. It's right there <laughs> on the riverbank and lit up at night. It is absolutely spectacular. Um, it, it is. It's amazing. But um, that was my first view of Budapest. And they have the um, the great market hall there in Budapest too, which is, I mean, if you're into your herbs and your spices and all that, and the paprika, we went there and we got some paprika and brought that back home with us, and um, I think we're we're still using it. We're very stingy with that paprika because it was really good (laughs) paprika. (laughs) And you know what, that brings up a great Um, One of the things Mm -hmm. that you can do, and and you saying the market reminded me, you can actually do a tour with the chefs into some of the the cities. So Budapest is one that you can go on a tour with the chef, and he takes you into that market. And what's fun about that is he will go to the the vendor that he buys his, you know, cheese from or his olives from or whatever, and you get to sample all of these goodies um, because you're with the chef. And it's it's kind of a fun experience. And, awesome. You know, nothing, isn't it? And, and the, the thing is, when you go to places like this, you want to go where the locals shop, you know, and, and mm-hmm. try things out. So it's, it's a, a fun thing you can do, so. Absolutely. Okay, so we're running low on time. So what I want to talk about now is um, is the Yangtze River in China, the and the imperial jewels that you do in China. Sure. So absolutely. we can jump to that one because that has yep. some amazing experiences on there. This is one place I want to go. Um, <laughs> so absolutely. I want to learn about this area. And I, um, you know, I, I'll tell the story real quick. When I um, was approached by my boss to go to China. Um, she said, you know, I really think you should go and experience it. China was never high on my places 
to go, and I and I'm not sure why that is. I think probably there's a lot more that you know places before that I would prefer to go. But having said that, once I went, I was blown away. And and um, if you've ever thought about going to China, definitely take a look at what Viking River Cruises offers there. It's a phenomenal package, and it is a cruise tour because China is a huge country. Uh, it, some mm-hmm. of the land, um, you would be missing out on a lot. So um, our main package is what we call Imperial Jewel with China, and it is a six-day cruise on the Yangtze, but you also have two nights in Shanghai, one night in Xi'an, and three nights in Beijing. And really, that's kind of, you know, trying to see the most of it in a two-week vacation um, but I love that. The ship that we use is the Viking Emerald, and the Emerald is our largest ship. Um, she carries 264 passengers, but what's amazing is every stateroom has a veranda. So you, it's a phenomenal ship. And then we're using great hotels like the Shangri-Las and the Ritz-Carlton's and the Regents because the exchange rate is so favorable that we are able to put together a really, really spectacular program and still offer um, a reasonable price. So this is a 13-day program. Again, you start off with two nights in Shanghai. Um, we do take you to the Bund area. We also take you to the Shanghai Museum. And keep in mind that we do include a short excursions, short excursions daily on all of our river cruises. So here we're including... Okay. Um, the tour, and then on day three, you end up flying to Wuhan, and Wuhan is where we will get on the ship. We'll get on the ship in Wuhan, cruise six days, and end up in Chongqing. But on this cruise, we will go through the Three Gorges. We'll get to tour the Three Gorges Dam. Um, We'll transit the locks. We will do a tour of this area. Um, Again, you know, nowhere in the world would they be would they have been able to build something like the Three Gorges Dam because they, you know, uh, the controversy was that they displaced lots and lots of people and to to do this, but they mm-hmm. felt like they needed to to generate be able to generate enough power. So to see this truly again an engineering marvel um, is is amazing. So we'll we'll do that. We'll th- uh, finish up touring the three gor- lesser three gorges, excuse me. And the lesser three gorges on the Yangtze River is amazing because there are um, hanging coffins off of the cliffs from the Ba people that used to live in this area. They used to hang um, their dead. They're hang um, the coffins from the, the cliffs. And then there are some monkeys that scurry wow. across the hillsides. I mean, it's things you don't imagine um, while you're cruising through yeah. the Yangtze in China, right? Um, then, again, we'll disembark in Chongqing. We'll fly to Xi'an. Xi'an, of course, is where the terracotta army is. So um, everyone's seen or heard of the terracotta warriors. Um, we'll get to mm-hmm. visit there. And we'll overnight, we'll fly the next day to Beijing. Beijing, um, again, amazing city. We stay there three nights. We will go to the Great Wall, the Forbidden City, Tiananmen Square, kind of all the highlights that you would want to see in Beijing. Um, and that is your tour of China. And uh, we do fly a lot um, within China. So those flights, uh, amazing five-star hotels, 
the six-day Yangtze River cruise. All of this starts at about $2,800 per person. So a great value. But 13 nights? Wow. 13 nights, yes. Yes. So it's a great package. That's a cool value. It is. It's a great value. Great value. Um, so that, well, I, um, I do have one question that will that will definitely come up. So I'm going to yes. ask, ask this right now. Visas to China, is that something that the passengers have to get themselves or is that something that biking helps them do? Uh, no, they definitely have to get them uh, themselves. We do have a service that we can recommend if, if they don't have one um, that they, they can utilize. But um, you know, they, those are individual visas that they will have to secure. Okay, that's a good thing to know because I know that people will ask that question about China. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. So just yeah. keep in mind with, with Viking River Cruises, you get your great um, accommodations, whether it include hotels and ship accommodations like the China program or the ship accommodations on the Romantic Danube or the Rhine Getaway. We include shore excursions in each port. We include beer, wine, and soft drinks with dinner, champagne with breakfast. So lots of things are included when you buy the river cruise. Excellent. I still can't get over that pricing for, for China, though. So. <laughs> I know. I like to mention that because, really, it's an amazing price. I mean, depending on where you are, I know right now from uh, Los Angeles we have air for um, about $800, eight hundred eight hundred ninety seven $895 um, for the um, air, so that's still a really good deal on the air, but um, yeah, for the package, it's it's a truly great value. So again, so for less than ten thousand dollars for a couple, they could go, they could have thirteen days in China with their air yes. included. Oh yes, I know. Wow, right? It's a good deal. That's a great deal. Yeah, and I'm telling wow. you, I stayed, I stayed at the uh, Ritz-Carlton in, in Beijing, and I stayed at the Pudong Shangri-La, and I really didn't even want to check out of my hotel because they were so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but still, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize, wow, that's a great value. So less than $10,000 per couple, they can have a 13-day excursion in, in China. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, we're at we're at the bottom of our time, but Sandra, I would like to thank you so much for coming on the show today, and I know we're going to have you back because Viking also has an ocean um, package as well. They have an, um, a couple of ocean ships, or at least one sailing right now, one due to come out. So we would yep. love to have you come back and talk about Viking ocean cruises and tell us about those because those sound fascinating. So thank you so much for your time today. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'd be happy to come back. Excellent. And if you'd like to know more about Viking River Cruises and what offers that they have, and especially this deal for under $10,000 for a couple to go to China, which is absolutely phenomenal, um, go to connectwithhelen.com and you can set up a time to um, for us to have a phone conversation. We can Skype. We can do it in person if you're in the San Diego area. And um, we can set that time up to sit down and talk about your river cruise options. Until next time, heck on it up. Okay, thank you.